over 747,000 Canadians are uh, living with Alzheimer's or another type of dementia. Around the world, there are about 44 million people living with dementia. Researchers continue to study Alzheimer's, and scientists at the University of Alberta have discovered that important risk factors in Alzheimer's disease affect men and women differently. Wanted to find out more about this with Roger Dixon, who is a professor of psychology in the Faculty of Science at the University of Alberta. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, can you start um, by explaining, when we talk about Alzheimer's and, and, and dementia, I, I think a lot of people think that those are interchangeable, but they're not, are they? they Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. Well, Alzheimer's disease is the disease itself, and it involves changes in the brain, uh, that are uh, deleterious, harmful for uh, all sorts of activities. It's a umbrella term for the kind of things that happen when you have Alzheimer's disease. So loss of memory, loss of thinking abilities, and so forth. So Alzheimer's is the disease, and dementia is the symptom of that disease. Okay. So there are a number of risk factors when it comes to Alzheimer's. Which, which ones did you specifically look at in this study? Well, I looked at um, several risk factors, and we do a lot of other risk factor analyses as well. In this particular study that uh, you're referring to, we looked at vascular health or poor vascular health, which is a risk factor of Alzheimer's disease in the brain. And we looked at a genetic risk factor that's been discovered uh, in a number of other studies called BIN1. And so this BIN1 gene, the, the risk factor of vascular health are the two that we looked at. In addition, we looked at them separately for men and women. So what did you find? Well, we analyzed um, the trajectory distribution of over 600 aging adults over a band of about 40 years, from 55 to 95. Wow. And we found that there were vast differences in how aging adults change in their memory, memory performance over time. And then we found that vascular health was a risk factor for exacerbated or worsening memory decline over time. And then we found that that was especially true for those who had this genetic risk as one factor that we examined. And then we stratified or separated by men and women to discover that it was especially worse for men as compared to women. So what does that tell you then? So if it, if it impacts men and women differently, what does that tell you and how can we use this moving forward? Well, Alzheimer's disease is a disease of insidious onset. Uh -huh. What that means is that it begins early in life, as early as midlife, and um, even a little bit earlier sometimes, and it cannot be detected until diagnosis. So five or 10 or 15 years before uh, you can diagnose Alzheimer's disease, Alzheimer's disease changes in the brain are already occurring. Wow. And so what we have to do, given the fact that there's no disease-altering treatments for Alzheimer's disease, is we have to look at ways of preventing, delaying, a risk for Alzheimer's disease. And we have to look at ways that uh, we can identify those who are greater risk for Alzheimer's disease. So the goal is detecting specific subsets of risk factors, the network of risk factors, and how those can lead on a pathway towards Alzheimer's disease or away from Alzheimer's disease. And then um, I guess when someone is diagnosed then, would it help or impact or you know guide the treatment plan yes the um 
the more specific or more precise we can be about what subgroups of individuals, men or women, or this particular genetic risk or that particular genetic risk, and how they combine, the more we can be precise about that, the better our treatments mm -hmm. can be. But in addition, the more precise we can be about those factors, the more likely it is we can delay or prevent Alzheimer's disease uh, through interventions that, uh, 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 that are designed to deal with the fact that individuals are quite different in their backgrounds. When you say delay or prevent Alzheimer's disease, I mean, when I hear the word prevent, I mean, that my, my eyes light up and thinking, you know, is that you know, ever going to be a possibility? I know that's what you're working towards, but right now it seems very far off. Well, it's true. And you're right. It's uh, very far off. But it's also true that we have no treatments. Yeah. So without a treatment for Alzheimer's disease is something that alters the disease process itself, then what we want to do is delay as much as possible. So really the goal is delay, but the ultimate goal is prevent. Roger Dixon joining me this afternoon. Roger, why are women diagnosed with Alzheimer's more than men? Yeah, there are a lot of good reasons for that. It's a good question. Um, one reason, of course, is there are more women in late life than men. Mm. They live longer. So demographic reasons. But there are also some other reasons that are biological in nature. And so we're just really uncovering that a lot right now. There are people throughout Canada, and we do some of that as well, uh, look at women and men, sex differences, you say, or gender differences, uh, and examine them to see what kinds of things might lead to women or men progressing differently toward or away from Alzheimer's disease. Would it be di the different hormones in our bodies, possibly? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely part of it, yes. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, are, are there, I, I know that uh, there has been work over the past number of years to kind of develop tests, to, you know, early indicators, uh, whether or not uh, you, you, you could be predisposed to, to Alzheimer's. I know that there's some genetic testing. Where, where does that all stand? Well, um, it stands at a point of significant progress, but lots to do. <laughs> so, so we still have to do more, but what we have uncovered is that we have a set of risk factors that elevate the risk for Alzheimer's disease for men and women, perhaps differently as we're discovering with some of our research, uh, and we know what they are. We also have genetic risk factors, but no genetic risk factor is completely deterministic of Alzheimer's disease. Now, there are two different kinds of Alzheimer's disease, and one of them is genetic, but the other one is more of a risk factor disease. That's by far the greater um, form of Alzheimer's disease. All right, and so what are those risk factors? Well, the risk factors that have been recently uh, evaluated and published include things like vascular health, hypertension, for example, uh, in midlife, high alcohol intake, huh. obesity, hearing loss, traumatic brain injury occurring any time during life, like head injury, concussions, and in later life, smoking or depression, social isolation, physical inactivity, air pollution, diabetes, and so forth. It's a long list. It's, it's, it's a, a long, long list. list. And so there's no single one that's going to be the one that the silver bullet that causes Alzheimer's disease. It's going to be a network 
uh, factors. And the more of them that we can include that are modifiable, like knees, the better off we will be in the future for preventing Alzheimer's disease. Well, when you take a look at that, you know, you look at, you know, high blood pressure, you look at uh, obesity, you take a look at uh, alcohol and with the, with the recent uh, recommendations on alcohol intake that came out just recently. I mean, yeah, you talk about things that can be modified, things that could be turned around. Um, I, I guess my question would be is, you know, if you, if you had high blood pressure once, you've dealt with that. Does that still, does, does it take that risk factor off the list? Yeah, well, we don't know exactly if that happens like that. So that would be the way we would hope it would happen. Um, so there's some things you can remove and some things you can't. You mm. can't remove a traumatic brain injury yes. once it's happened. Yeah. But you can remove hypertension. You can control it. You can control diabetes as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, you can, so you can control those things, and those are the things you would want to control. Do you feel a, a great pressure uh, on you, your team, and other researchers um, in this area, given the fact of the aging population of our country right now and, and, and what we could see when it comes to Alzheimer's dementia over the next 20, 10, 20 years? Oh, it's a, a massive uh, onslaught of future cases. There's no doubt about that. In Canada, in North America, and uh, in the world globally. So we definitely do feel a pressure to try to do something about this as soon as possible. It's already costing a lot. The economic costs of Alzheimer's disease and related dementias are enormous. And the, the, the number of people who will get it is increasing dramatically over time. Roger, before I let you go, I know you're um, having a, a free public lecture coming up on the 26th. Tell us about that if people want to find out more. Well, this is a lecture that will just last 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm part of a group that's meeting and a couple of other people as well. It's being uh, held by another group I'm part of, which is the Neuroscience and Mental Health Institute at the University of Alberta. And it's in conjunction with the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta Northwest Territories. So the two groups are coming together and we're having an evening of um, discussion about Alzheimer's disease. And, and yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, research insights and the work that's being done. Roger, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I sure appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, help us shed some light for my listeners on this this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, take care. Roger Dixon joining us this afternoon again. A free public lecture called Hope for Tomorrow, Research Insights into Alzheimer's Disease at the U of A on January 26th. If you want to find out more, you can uh, go on to the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories. Um, they'll have uh, more information for you right there. But yeah, I mean, it's there's still so many questions when it comes uh, to to this disease. And, uh, and if you're living with it, your family, you know, the challenges that go along with it and um, it's tough it's really tough and one of my best friends um, is dealing with it with her family right now and it's uh, it's a very difficult uh, challenge to go through there's some beautiful moments in it but also some very very devastating ones as well